0: Five,
1: six, five, four, three, two, one, 0. All engines running. Commit. Off.
0: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm Brad Sykes, filling in for uh, my good buddy Taylor, and uh, here with Doug McCary. Doug, how
1: are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. We uh, had a great SWAT meeting today for lunch, and Lori had a great first women's SWAT meeting this morning. Uh, And so uh, any of you ladies that want to come next week, uh, if you're listening in the Jacksonville area, they meet here at the uh, Salem Center. The address is 7235 Bentley Street, or Bentley Road. They've changed it now. Bonneville to Bentley.
0: That's what happens when you open a Bentley dealership down the street yes, from what I understand. A, a,
1: apparently uh, I guess they very well connected with city officials to get a street named after them. Uh, I think they
0: sell Maserati down. Yeah, there. I guess it, maybe that road, was, road name wouldn't have worked Maserati Road. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that sounds good though. But
1: uh, anyway it was a good SWAT meeting so McCary at me.com if you want more information about women's SWAT. Tomorrow we meet at uh, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food on San Jose at 6.30 a.m. Love for any guys out there to join us. For you folks who are in other parts of the country but would like to join us on a SWAT meeting, any guys, uh, it's SWAT Zoom tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Just send me an email, Doug, at SWATradio.com, and I'll be happy to send you a link to get into that. And uh, Brad, good to have you back again. You got to take my spot out on the course yesterday. How was it? Yeah,
0: I, I did get a couple of messages yesterday. They're going, hey, I'm listening to SWAT, and you're not there. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if, you, if you tuned in on Monday, you probably heard Doug and I bantering back and forth that I was going to fill in for him yesterday because he had some other things he kind of needed to take care of, which was play golf. However... It didn't quite work out that way. And, mm-hmm. Doug, I'm sorry it didn't work out, Yeah, uh, especially when I know what kind of kept you from playing golf. The golf was great. Uh, David Gray, Tom, and John, we, we had a great time. And uh, it wasn't pretty, but as I told somebody today, I, I think when I play out there, um, I'm so distracted by how beautiful it is that I don't focus on my game. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going with. All right, that's you know that's the excuse I'm using, and it it was beautiful out know, there, wasn't it? If John or David or Tom's listening, just text me and just agree with me.
1: Well, um, <laughs> well, you know, I you know we generally, if you're just tuning in, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, a couple of things that uh, we want to get out real quick. One, tomorrow, our guest is Doctor Lee Merritt. You don't want to miss that. If you have questions about COVID questions about um you know just treatment or anything uh you want to tune in tomorrow she has been on this thing from the beginning she is um uh, hyped me up on vitamin d vitamin c selenium um what else uh zinc and a lot of other things that were very helpful she made predictions back in february of last year that we've all seen kind of come to pass um, and so she is, she was a bioweapons researcher in the, when she was in the military as a doctor. And so, um, I'm, I'm anxious to have her on tomorrow in light of everything that's been going on with the variants to kind of get her take. So you want to tune in tomorrow, first of all, to separate hype hype, because on social media, I, I, Brad, I see so many people out there who are talking about the unvaccinated talking about how. People ought to be charged if they go into a restaurant if they're unvaccinated. They need to be uh, treated differently um, and stuff. When they don't really understand that a lot of the unvaccinated people, like me, have had COVID and mm-hmm. have better immunity than they have.
0: When well, you probably have antibodies and and all that, that that kind of stuff. You know, it's interesting, Doug. Uh, for those listening, try to tune in, listen to Dr. Merritt. It, she was the first one I had heard. Not, I know there were a lot of the what, white coat doctors that came out, and I think she was actually no, part of No, she became that. a
1: part. She, yeah. like she, she was not a one of the original, yeah. but she she believed in some of the things they were sharing and really joined them to to because she believed that they were trying to get truth out there. Well,
0: that was the first thing that I had seen in the midst of COVID, and that's been over a year ago where those doctors, I believe that's been over a year ago, where they came out and that's where I first began to go wait a minute these are doctors why are they being completely silenced Mm -hmm. and uh, and of course Dr. Lee Merritt when you had her on the first time which has probably been about six or seven months ago correct Doug Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah Uh, it's it's been it's been about eight months yeah
0: well anyway I just think she's so clear and she's passionate about what she believes and she's done the research you and I don't have time to do a lot of that kind of research she's a doctor she understands it and I don't think Doug, i don't think we're saying hey don't get vaccinated we're just saying hey get information
1: well yeah because people are disparaging unvaccinated people who may have already had covid and may already have good immunity mm-hmm. better immunity than they have right and and they're acting like they're they're a possible carrier when they're not they right. they have better immunity than the vaccinated that's mm-hmm. uh, their studies that have been out there showing that and so to try to make somebody put something in their body that's experimental, uh, even though, it, it, yeah, if you're vulnerable and and you have a risk of comorbidities or something, by all means, you know, take that. Mm-hmm. People take experimental gene therapy all the time uh, because the alternative is sure death. Uh, but if you've got T cells and B cells from... Uh, that and by the way, I'll just tell you: if you're out there, don't go to CVS and get their little antibody test. There's a company uh, ca- called uh, I, I can't remember the name, but they if you go online and just put in Duck Duck Go or whatever you use, Duck, T- duck go yeah, is the one T- you should be using. T Detect D E T E C T cost you about 200 bucks, but they take two vials of blood and they check your blood for antibodies, the T cell antibodies Mm -hmm. from COVID. And they will tell you, they have a doctor who looks at your thing and they tell you, okay, you have T cell, which means you have recovered COVID immunity. Okay. So um, go ahead and and do that. But that's just one thing I wanted to get out there because she's going to be our guest tomorrow. I guess the big news, and probably bigger for me, being prior military. I know we got people in Virginia that are military that listen, and people in Meridian who may be at the base and listen, and even people here, um, is what came out yesterday, which shocked me. But you know, I wasn't sure if it was a rumor, one of the you know Washington D.C. rumors, is that General Milley as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, had a conversation with a hostile, intelligent country general, being China, about military possibilities or our president, almost subversive in the language if what was said was true, and then he had a conversation with the uh, Speaker of the House and assured the Speaker of the House that he would personally intervene in order to prevent any action by the former president, who was president at the time, uh, if he was, if he thought, if Millie thought he was ill-advised or reckless. Mm. Now that's a big problem. He, if if those things are true, and by the way, just so you know, he has a spokesman, and the spokesman came out today and defended the allegations of the secret call. Saying that conversations like this are vital to reducing tension and avoiding unintended consequences of conflict, and he regularly communicates with chiefs of defense across the world, including China and Russia, uh, I'm sorry, to do if what he said was true, he ought to be fired and brought yeah. up on charges of court martial right now. That's that is treasonous what he did. Mm. And mm. and you know, if anybody can you could you imagine if let's say it would have been somebody uh, under another president, let's say Barack Obama was president and his joint chiefs did something like that. People would have been crying for his resignation and brought up on charges and court-martialing. So it's really, uh, our constitution does not give the joint chiefs that kind of power. Mm. The joint chief serves at the pleasure of the president of the United States. And, and if the president is bad, then there's Congress, there's the Supreme Court, there's other things in place, but the chairman of the Joint Chiefs doesn't get to play God and decide who uh, he's going to intervene for and who not. That, that was, If that's true, which it appears it is because his, his spokesman didn't deny it, then he's got some real problems, and I think you're going to be seeing a resignation shortly. Um, the first thing's probably going to happen is Congress is going to bring him in and, and ask him to testify.
0: Uh, so, which that's a must. Yeah, I mean that's a must. And, and I was—I uh, don't know if you—you you heard about not to kind of change directions, but I'm going to parallel something here. You did you know that the uh, you know Navy football has yeah. lost their first two games? Really? Yeah. So, but the coach—I mean, excuse me—I think they lost a Marshall on Saturday. Oh, really? So second game of the of, of the uh, football season. And the offensive coordinator was fired. Okay, so isn't isn't Navy the the Naval Academy that's basically under that's government run, mm-hmm. correct? I mean, wouldn't that coach be a, a government employee technically? Mm-hmm. Okay. He he got fired as offensive line got fired after two losses. What could we do about some of these uh other, you know, political people who we are paying for their their incomes uh what about the you know billions of of uh, ammunition and uh equipment and uh planes and helicopters that we've left for the afghan people uh you know we fire a guy because he loses two games but we're allowed to give billions and billions of dollars well
1: here's the thing though the 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 Joint Chiefs guy, that guy doesn't get to decide. That, that's like third world country when a military yeah. guy goes, we're, hey, we're going to go over because we don't like what the president's doing. Yeah. That's never happened in our history
0: here It's like unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. Hey, glad you joined us today. We will get on track here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can call us at 844-777-7928, 777 swat If you have any questions, you can email us at at askatswapradio.com. We'll be right back.
2: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, Then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175.
3: Broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touch down the coal black top, hold on for the sudden stop. breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. Hey,
0: welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes here, filling in for Taylor and uh Doug and I just kind of bantering back and forth and by the way you can call us today 844 777 7928 SWAT radio practical relevant teaching from God's word and uh Doug I am I'm going to try and make tomorrow's SWAT Bible study at in, the morning. Jump in Jack's yeah. House of Food 6:30 um, a.m. baby I, unfortunately was not able to make today's um so but I'm I'm ready to get into it. So, Well,
1: I, you know, I want to go back to this just because we were talking real quick about Millie and why that is important. One of the reasons is people – you know, most people have no clue what the Joint Chiefs of Staff is, what he does, what his role is. Um, but um, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Millie, spoke very openly to the Speaker of the House, who is not in the chain of command, mm-hmm. by the way, about actions that he would take to ensure the military would not follow commands that they considered reckless or unacceptable. So who's making that judgment? That is Milley. All right. Now, if Milley applied that same principle to his troops, what if his troops felt like his commands were reckless? Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. see, you have to have order. There's a reason there's a reason that there's a command structure yeah. and there's a checks and balances, but it's not in Milley going around the yeah. command structure. He reports to sec defense hmm. and the sec defense reports to the president. Yeah, And if he doesn't like the president, then he can go to Congress and he can tell Congress, Hey, this is bad. We don't like it as, as an acting general, but I am under the orders of the president. right? Uh, and that's where the problem broke down. And um, I tell you what, I think you're going to see a, a potential constitutional crisis come up as a result of this, uh, as as people start getting involved, because politics are being more influential than the Constitution. And people got to remember, it's not the people that rule our country. It is the document called the Constitution of the United States that is supposed to be the rule of law exactly. for our country. And so, anyway, uh, I think we so we started deviating from that, and now we're having all kinds of issues yeah. because politics is trumping. People are saying, well, I like this guy, and, and what they don't like oh, is when the same principles that this guy's doing now they like because they follow their ideology. Mm-hmm. If it's flipped to the other side, they go, no, 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 you can't do that. Exactly. And that's why the Constitution has all the checks and balances. we got a call?
0: We do, as a matter of fact. John, are you there, buddy? I am there is is that my is that my, is that my your, golf buddy is that, is that my guy buddy. who almost aced our like second to the last hole come on brother uh one one in the same, one yeah. and the same. <laughs> well,
1: well John is a former military guy am I off base here in this
4: oh uh, no I, um in fact, doug, I think you're right on uh and I was just thinking about it and what what you were saying in context is that you know if we were to um engage uh the chinese in some it would not be you know it would not start off as some battle group against battle group it would be an escalation where you know it would be a very um special unit that would go and do uh, some sort of work and and if what if what the chairman did is true then he's just I would, you know, categorize them as a useful idiot, because the Chinese are going to say great, but if you know, I I believe that they are at war with us just on different levels um, of economic war and other kinds of of warfare that they are, you know. So if we tell them, hey, we're going to go kinetic, then that's just they'd be like great, and we'd have a whole bunch of dead, you know, rangers or seals or you know other elements that aren't even understood, you know, to the, to the general public. And it would be, it's, it is treasonous.
1: It is. And it's almost like having a bad police officer, you know, like you're going to do a drug raid and you got a police officer that calls the drug guys and go, Hey, we're going to hit you tonight. And then you end up losing two police officers because they're ready for us to come. You know,
4: a whole SWAT team gets wiped out because, because they're ready. Yeah. So they've got it all booby trapped and everything. And, and, Wow, that whole SWAT team got wiped out. Mm. Hey, Brad, the coaches are not government employees in the in the same <laughs> sense that um, that you think of like civil servants. They uh, they would be probably they might even be like special category, like contract. That'd be contract workers, yeah, or yeah, yeah or or even um, because the 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 whole football program is kind of I think really. Pays for itself through ticket sales and and um, other revenue sources. So, though they are employees of some sort through the Naval Academy, they are not like civil servants, like GS twelves or thirteens, or in that category. So,
3: well, that's good um, to know. They are
4: not. They are not. But um, the the point though is like you know other other retired officers that I've talked to are nuts about the equipment that was left. Because, you know, when, when we go, and Doug, you might remember, if you, if you were on an exercise and you lost a, uh, we were on an exercise. I, my my units have been on exercises, and we lost a set of night vision goggles. And we stopped the exercise and searched literally for a day and a half for a pair of night vision goggles. Oh, my. And it- then And then, I mean, this was in the woods of Mississippi. And this was not in enemy territory where you're just giving them drone technology and the radios and everything else that, you know, I mean, it's kind of, oh, poo-pooed. Oh, you're worried about obsolete technology. Unless we stripped out every radio in all those units, and I understood we left drones. My, my buddies and I are going, where were the, all the field grade officers who left that stuff they should all be court martialed. All yeah. oh, every battalion that left that stuff. That's crazy. Eight
1: hundred billion dollars worth of equipment left. And you know you know what the worst part is, John? Now the Taliban is asking for us to give them aid and and money and Blinken did not deny that he was, was not gonna do it. You know, which is crazy. Before wow. we give them any money they need to give us all our equipment back, you
4: know? Yeah, get our equipment back.
1: But, John, yeah. I want to go back yeah. to this then, question with Millie because it's really bothersome to me, and here's why I think it's so bothersome. Either the Constitution is the rule of law in full or it's not. If 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 the or constitutional yeah. order is what we're going to follow, then Millie, if what was said is true, and they, his spokesperson didn't deny it, he ought to be terminated and court-martialed for that. Because I
4: agree. He, no, I, I, he, right, I agree.
1: Because he violated there's that. a national
4: command authority. There's a national command structure. It's all codified. That's why all those laws are so people know, you know, and, and what to do. And that's, Doug, what you're talking about is part of the problem that exists in the ranks is because,
2: you know, guys
4: don't know all the way down to the, you know, to the from the O tens to the O ones, and from the E nines to the E ones, people they don't know what laws are in place and what laws are not in place, and that's a very, very terrible situation to be in. If if you know how do, how do you know if you if you're going to say hey, CB or hey Marine, you know hey we need to go do this stuff, and they say f you, you know I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. what yeah. you
1: do yeah well here 's the thing um the um, the the whole thing um, it, about uh, n- all being relevant or not is applicable to the bible okay the bible we we treat the bible the way a lot of people are treating the constitution now some people yep, want 100%. some some totally. people want part of it and not all of it and that's what I was talking to the guys today. We're going to talk about that tomorrow at SWAT for you guys. Is you know we conditionally come to God. We say, okay, God, I'll do this, and and I want to honor this because I believe this is good. But this over here, I think it's outdated. I'm not. I don't think we ought to do that. And and that's what yep. people are doing with the Constitution. What Millie did. He's saying, oh, I'm I'm different. And people do that with God's Word. They say, oh, you know what. I I I don't need to yield to this part of the Bible, you know. I I uh, i I'm not.
4: I should. I walked have to that do. way for a long time myself, Doug. I mean, I think you know, and you know, I was that way myself a long time. I'm just, I know better. We know better than God does. Yeah. We know better.
1: Yeah. Well, well, John. Adam thanks.
4: and Eve did it. Adam and Eve knew better.
1: Well, yeah. Quite a few people yeah. throughout time. Well, that's
0: how the enemy works, John. Right. The enemy wants to convince us that we know better and that uh, did God really say that? And, uh, you know, not only, I mean, the enemy's working through a lot of false teachers out there.
1: And by the way, I have to thank John because John sent me a video of Dr. Merritt, a video. This is back in January uh, and he sent me a video and I didn't realize at the time that uh, when I was starting watching, I'm going. I know this person. Oh, this I, is I, I, before you th- had her on. This was before okay. I had I had mm-hmm. her on. And then I realized that she was my surgeon in the Marine Corps, and and she did surgery on my knee. And I'm going. That's where I know wow. her from. So I called her and reconnected. So uh, John, thank you for that connection back to her because she yep. has been right on on the spot. Everything she said back in February. It's pretty much unfolded the way she said it was going to unfold.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. she'll be the guest tomorrow. Hey, by the way, and we're going to take a break here in about a minute and a half, but uh, have y'all have y'all seen much on uh, Dr. Peter McCullough?
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. I love uh, him. Yes. He, he, he loves- McCullough and Malone, Robert Malone, too. Mm. Both those guys are stressing the treatment and the lack of treatment. Uh, and, and that's what Merritt was saying back there. And in February, is that people need to focus on early treatment. Zelenko out of New York says Mm -hmm. the same thing. And here, here we are a year and a half into it, and still nobody is talking about how come we're not testing people for COVID antibodies and making a bigger deal out about that immunity? Mm -hmm. Why is
0: that? Yeah.
1: No money there.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, there's not. Exactly. All right, John, go hit some golf balls, buddy. <laughs> okay. Actually, work on your putting. <laughs> no, we really yeah, need to work one. on our wedge game, buddy, yeah. our wedge game. Yeah. Hey, glad you guys joined us here at SWAT Radio. If you want to call in, 844 777 7928 If you have a question for us, send that to ask at SWATradio.com. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes, along with Doug McCary, and uh, thankful for John calling in. John was my my golf buddy yesterday, and we had a we had a great time. And um, but good to be back here, Doug. You know, I wanted to real quick, and I know we need to really jump into the text, but I think this kind of ties in. You know, with all that's going on in the world, uh, there's there seems to be a small Remnant of people who are bold, mm-hmm. you know. And I was telling you about uh, a guy named Derek. I think his name was Derek uh, Wilburn. Derek Wilburn. Go duck, duck, go, Derek Wilburn. <laughs> and 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 duck. Uh, uh, Derek is a um, uh, addressing the school board, District Forty Nine school board meeting um, back in August, and uh, man, he is bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy. Uh, he was on Wall Builders today, so I'm thinking he may be a, a follower of Christ. Yeah. Maybe a great guest to have on, just to, and how he addresses CRT and all this stuff going on. You know, we have a lot of people, Doug, who are bold about CRT. They're bold about, you know, vaccines and masks and all these other things. But as you have said many, many times, 97% of the church, those in the church, have never been bold enough share their faith we don't we don't share it and and you know that's the thing it's here here's
1: what's so crazy because we we live in a world uh here at least in our culture here where um you can share your faith boldly you don't have to worry about going to jail yet yet you don't have to worry about getting physically beaten yet um I mean, you, 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 there's a possibility you could in some places now. People are pretty hostile in some places, but still not by government authorities like it is in China or Egypt or somewhere else. And when you look at Stephen's life, Stephen, we're kind of reviewing Stephen because uh, next week on the radio, we're going to be looking at Acts 1 through uh, Acts 8, 1 through 8. And what happened as a result of the persecution of the church and, you know, a lot of times today people will say they're persecuted when a lot of times it's not a systematic program of, of trying to intimidate, threaten, or hurt Christians. A lot of times what people term persecution today is because people, quite frankly, are just jerks. I mean, Christians are, they're not nice in the way they share the gospel. They're not uh there's a difference between being bold and being a jerk. You know, I mean there there is. You can be bold. Stephen was bold. Peter was bold. And I mean, there's times to be bold, but you know, in this text today, Acts seven, the whole chapter is Stephen's defense and what happens, but he he lays out this beautiful defense. Against the charges, you know, the people, they brought up false charges on Stephen at the end of chapter six in Acts. And, you know, Stephen's on the scene. He's a Hellenistic Jew. He's from outside of Jerusalem. The widows were being overlooked. He, along with Philip and five other guys, got selected to kind of be the ones to go help people. But they brought up Stephen on false charges. He had been arguing with people in the synagogues. Mm -hmm. The Hellenistic Jews had synagogues in and around Jerusalem so that when they came in for the feast, they had a place to go and read the Torah. It wasn't like here where everybody had a copy of their own Torah. They had it in a Torah closet in a synagogue. And so they would meet, they would read, they would discuss. Well, so Stephen was in one of these places, and people were getting upset with him because he's talking about Jesus being Messiah, the one who was crucified, Jesus of Nazareth. And they brought him up on charges, saying that he spoke against the temple, saying he spoke against the law, and he said that Jesus will destroy this place, so blasphemy against god blasphemy against moses blasphemy against temple and blasphemy against the law those were the four charges Mm -hmm. against him and each one of those were punishable by death by stoning and and so stephen goes into it and he basically has two objectives one a hook to get him to listen everybody needs Mm -hmm. a hook you know when you're talking to somebody about jesus You might not want to start with, you're going to hell and you're going to die. You know, when you die, you're going to hell. You'll be, I mean, that's not a bad place. I mean, it's not untruthful, I mean, to say. But the truth is, you know, he used a hook. And Stephen, these people brought false charges against him. And what he did was he started off where they were saying he was against that he started off talking about Abraham and talking about Moses and and going through God's plan. He was a bold witness with this
0: hook that he had to to get him to listen. Do you feel like that's as much of yeah, Stephen is identifying with them? I mean, we yeah, see it throughout I, Paul's I, I agree. teaching. Is yeah. he kind of he goes back and he kind of puts himself in their you know in their same headspace? I guess. Well,
1: yeah, and he. He uses a term, the God of glory, that's only, I think, once uh, in the Old Testament, and it's from a psalm, and he's identifying with them. And what he's saying, he's a bold witness who's saying the new covenant with Jesus is not against the one true living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But then in verses 8 through 17 of chapter 7, he goes through and he tells the story uh, of Abraham of Joseph, how the patriarchs rejected God's plan because Israel had a history of rejecting God's plan and his prophets and so he was very biblical he's going through and you got to remember the Bible for him was Torah mm-hmm. and so he was laying out the story uh, being a biblical witness and and he was talking about you know uh, the patriarchs jealous of joseph why does he why does he pick that one part right he starts with the fact that excuse me God used Joseph to deliver Israel
3: mm-hmm.
1: and who didn't like joseph his brothers right and yet God still delivered Israel with him and why why do you think he picked joseph right
0: well, because he had been rejected, he, you know, he he he'd been left for for dead,
1: and he was a foreshadowing
0: exactly. of Jesus. He
1: right. was a pre picture right. or a picture of Jesus, mm-hmm. and so he goes down there, and then he goes from Joseph into Abraham, and and how, uh, and then he goes to Moses. And and these are people that they're saying he's against. He's going, I'm not against these people. And Stephen honored Moses in verse 18. He says, there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. And he tells the story about Moses. And it says he was beautiful in God's sight. That doesn't mean he was a pretty baby. Hmm. It means God, he was favored by God. And so he's honoring Moses. Why? And he's saying the new covenant is not against Moses In verses 38 through 43. He's saying, you know, uh, he's talking about the law and he, he, he says the one who in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai, that's God's word. And with our fathers, he received living oracles to give to us. He's talking about the law, the 10 commandments. And he's saying, listen, the new covenant is not against the law. And then even in the last part, forty four through fifty, he starts going into the temple and talking he honors the temple and he just says, Don't overemphasize the significance of the temple. It was a temporary shadow of things to come. It was a picture. It was like a a a, a, a kindergarten book teaching you how to read. Mm. It was just a picture. And in verse fifty one, he says, "You stiff-necked people." But notice how how far he went before he got to that point. He didn't start off with you stiff necked uncircumcised people. He he laid a foundation of a hook, getting them to listen, and then he hits them. He they're buying in. Look at how long they listen, Brad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they went through a lot <laughs> of this, and and then he then in fifty four through sixty he. He basically, we see the fact that he's stoned. And why was he stoned? Because he was a man fully surrendered to God. A man fully surrendered to God is an enemy of the world. He's an enemy of the world. And the world doesn't like him. And the leaders were full of anger. Stephen was full of the Spirit. What a contrast. You have these worldly religious leaders who all they can do is be angry, and you have Stephen who's calm. He is he is in the spirit. He's not moved by their anger. Mm. He forgives them right. when they're stoning him. So there's a real contrast there. And if you know, you think back to people, why did Herod kill John the Baptist? John the Baptist represented truth, and Herod represented the world. Jewish leaders killed Jesus. Jesus represented the truth. They The Jewish leaders represented the world. They killed Stephen, the same thing. Their sin was exposed through the teaching of these people. And if you're out there and you share God's love with somebody and you share his truth with somebody and they're of the world and they don't want anything to do with Jesus, you can be assured they're not going to like you. Doesn't matter how nice you are to them. They're not going to like you because they're going to feel conviction. And when you reject God's word, you feel you, you know it deep inside no matter what front you put up. And so, uh, that that's really the the story of Stephen. This guy was an enemy of the world, but boy, what a shining witness for Jesus he was.
0: Yeah, he really is. And I mean, I, again, I think there's so much we can learn just from these 60 verses of chapter seven. It is a lot of, a lot of, uh, lot of text there. Really, beginning with you know, as you mentioned, the hook.
1: Uh huh.
0: You know, I think so often we're so desperate to communicate something. Truth to people, and not really considering maybe where they are personally, and I think Stephen does a great job of just kind of going back. He he gets historical; he doesn't get hysterical. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I like that. You know what I mean? He he goes. You steal that from from wall builders? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think I got that from my wife somewhere. (laughs) That's good. But you know, he he goes back to history, and he kind of says, "No, I'm not against this. This isn't against this. This we're, we're still believe this, but." You know, he just kind of compliments, he brings them together. So, wh- wh- Well, he died forgiving the people
1: that were killing him. And, you know, no Christian martyr has ever died calling down God's judgment on those killing him.
0: That is, you brought that up last week. I like that. Yeah. Hey, glad you joined us here at SWAT Ready. We're going to take a quick break. You want to call us? 844 777 7928. That's 844 777 SWAT. If you have a question for Doug or myself, you can email us at ask at SWATRadio.com. Join us after the break.
2: If you'd like to contact SWAT radio, the toll free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT.
1: parts and truck rental and leasing to the north florida and south georgia truck market more information on tom neal truck company is located at www.tomneal.com that's www.t-o-m-n-e-h-l.com
2: why you ever chose me has always been will never get it right, but it turns out they're the ones you were for all this time, I'm
0: just a Oh, yeah, we're just a nobody. <laughs> Love that song. Trying Swat. to tell everybody. Trying to tell about everybody. somebody. <laughs> that saved my soul. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, Doug, you know, Stephen's speech really caused a, a revolution in the the Jews' attitude toward the disciples of Jesus. And it really began this, really the first persecution of the Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you go back he in He was history, the
1: first martyred Christian. First martyr. Well, well, he was the first martyred church guy, right? Exactly.
0: And, and really it was the beginning of the persecution of the church. And, uh, I mean, here Luke is recording uh, the Sanhedrin's response to Stephen's message. And uh, you know they they rejected Jesus. Remember what Jesus said: if they they rejected me, they're going to reject you. Well, yeah. here's Stephen being rejected, and and since then we are going to continue to be rejected. And yet we believe in the church. We, we kind of got this idea that uh, people are going to like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, people are going to reject us. People are going to reject the message, um, and it just, it is the way it is. It it. it.
1: They are, but, you know, I love what Luke records here. You know, the Holy Spirit is very precise in what we have recorded in Scripture. And through the the Holy Spirit's influence, Luke recorded, and he must have heard it from Paul because, you know, he was a traveling companion of Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul never forgot this moment. Mm-hmm. He talks about it when he's sharing his testimony later. And through the Holy Spirit's guidance, Luke recorded that he saw Jesus standing. He said, I see heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. By the way, Jesus sat in heaven. His work was done on earth. His work was done. And he sat at the right hand of the Father. But he's standing here. Why? It says, I see heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and rushed, and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. Why? Twice in this passage it says he saw Jesus standing. Up in verse uh, 55, he full of the Holy Spirit gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And then again, it says he saw him standing. Why was he standing? To welcome him in. Mm. And you got to believe that before he passed, when he saw that vision, it was such a gift of the Lord, and it's a gift to you and me to mm. be able to read about it, yeah. that God was merciful enough. He knew he was about to die on earth, but people, the, the dying on earth is not the worst thing that can happen to you. That's for sure. Dying on earth to die in the eternal wrath and judgment of God to, to have that, uh, on your docket for what you're going to have to go through is not where you want to be. And, uh, I'm going to tell you right now that it is, um, that, that is something, Brad, I've been very blessed in my life that, um, from a very young age i've I've known i'm his I don't always act like i'm his hmm. I don't do the things I want to do the things right. I don't want to do I do right. like Paul says, right. but I know this i'm his
0: yeah
1: i'm his and and I rest in that security of knowing that right. um that I'm his and that he
0: has me and and so well, I was going to say. <clears throat> Um, Not to interrupt you, but when you think about the fact that you know you're his, how does that manifest itself in your life day to day? I mean, you mentioned peace and rest. Uh, those are certainly things that uh, you see uh, that you and I both deal with with other men is there's a lack of rest and peace. There's a well, lack of well, joy.
1: Well, yeah, but, but it, it helps you because, you know, like I I – listen, I am, I am very flawed. I make a lot of mistakes. Um, sometimes my mouth says things I don't want it to say. Um, you know, um, sometimes I do things I don't want to do. And I sit there and go, uh, man, I shouldn't be teaching God's word to anybody. Um, and he reminds me, you never should have been teaching my word to anybody.
0: So what's changed. Listen, if, if, if those were the qualifications, I mean, there are qualifications. No, 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 I mean, know, there, there are. But, but
1: what I'm saying, though, is there there are qualifications, but but we are not worthy. Nobody's yeah, worthy right. to do that. That's right. And and it is a calling. And, yes, I do think there are disqualifying things. I do. No question. But I also know that we fail every day. That's and, right. and those failures remind us that we need him, that uh, we – uh, need is grace every day and and they're just humblers to say you know what when you start thinking that you've got it all figured out i'm going to show you you don't because i'm going
0: to let you hang yourself and yeah and, I, I, I i know nothing about that Doug. <laughs> well um, <clears throat> no god humbles us uh routinely i i, I think if we're his mm-hmm. oh, we're going to be humbled
1: yeah we are and Sometimes it's it's the little things that are hard. It's not the it's not the big things. I think sometimes the bigger things are easier to me than the, the little mm. daily things, you know, like, uh, OK, I'm going to send you over to Afghanistan and I want you to go over there and I want you to be my witness. OK, I, I, mm. uh, I'll do that. That I'm, I'm ready. Right. Mm. But um, being a godly husband or a godly father or or a guy who is modeling what it means to really love him to your family when you're having to deal with circumstances that frustrate you or you struggle with things that's hard yeah daily yeah. Yeah. and it's those things that make us go well, well I'll compromise on this like you can't you go right. to Afghanistan in the middle you're you're going over there you're not going to be compromising over there right because right. because you know it's a big deal You're going over there, and your chance you're going to lose your life.
0: Well, I was going to say, there's a different um, awareness of uh, that your life is uh, potentially uh, going to be short. Um, I think we live in a world where we think we have these expectations we're going to live to be X age or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like we we're really good about shaping and having expectations on what our life might look like. And, uh, you know, you, you talk about the big things, the small things, and, and some, some people are better at the, the smaller things. Some people are better about the, the big things. And so when, when I when I think about knowing that you're his, that should manifest itself, yes, in peace and rest and joy, but I think it ought to manifest itself in boldness.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: uh, you know, I, I say this a lot because I think it just illustrates the fact that Listen, if you're a Jaguar fan, you get passionate about the Jaguars and you'll talk about the Jaguars till the sun sets. Are you as passionate about the Jaguars as you are? Are you as passionate about Jesus as you are about the Jags? If you are, will you talk about him? Will you talk about him with people who may not know him? Because you think about Stephen, here's an opportunity for Stephen to just shut his mouth. Hey, Stephen, be be quiet, dude. Mm -hmm. You're about to get killed you couldn't shut him up and yet we're easily shut up mm-hmm. kind of to, to go back to my point as we came into this this segment is that people are very bold about certain things but i'm i'm, I'm amazed at how little boldness there is when it comes to proclaiming the gospel
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's well because what is the good news right well, that's what we're talking about tomorrow i mean because you see uh the persecution, I mean it's SWAT and we'll be talking about it on air next week, is that persecution is good for the church. yes, persecution purifies and um, it purifies and let me think of uh, the right word it um, it sends out it's kind of like a it's kind of like pollen. It goes everywhere mm-hmm. once the persecution mm-hmm. happens, yeah. and that's what happened in Acts eight is we see the church spread out, and wow, it's a good thing because everybody's everywhere talking about Jesus.
0: And, you know, aren't we, you and I have used this term a lot, we're either gathered or we're scattered. Yeah. And I think we spend a lot of time focusing more on being gathered together. Now, we should be gathered, you know, the, the church, we should come together, but we come together for the purpose of scattering. We gather so that we will scatter. Well, I
1: was talking to somebody earlier today, and they were talking to me about a person in their life that um, didn't want to, you know, didn't have time to be around people, didn't want to be around people, said they loved the Lord, but didn't want to be around people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Isolation kills, it will kill your faith walk. If you think you can function, In isolation, as a child of God, you don't understand the Bible. You don't understand his commandments to us. Um, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. You don't understand His uh, really what a Hebrew disciple is. To be a Jewish disciple meant you were in community around the word of God with a passion to be like your teacher. And so that is absolutely impossible on your own, individually. You can't do it. Because you can't see 360 degrees around your Mm -hmm. head. You can only see at best 135 degrees, at best maybe 180 degrees, which means you have 180 degrees exposed to the enemy if you don't have people in your life. Mm -hmm. And as a pilot, if I was flying and I was actually in, in theater in combat somewhere, and there were enemies and I had 180 degrees of my backside exposed, that's fatal right there. Mm-hmm. That's going to get you shot down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So be in community. Join us at SWAT tomorrow if you're here in yeah. Jacksonville. If you're in another place, uh, join us on the uh, SWAT Zoom or find a local Bible study yes. of men to get involved in. Where yeah, are.
0: there, there are some good ones out there. Obviously, go to SWATradio.com. Click on the tab that says meetings. You'll see the various locations uh, that we gather. Again, we're going to gather tomorrow morning at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food on San Jose Boulevard. 6.30, Doug, is that 630 right? 6.30 6.30, all right. Got good breakfast pizza, too. Oh, man, good stuff. Doug, good to be with you, brother. You too, Enjoyed it. Hey, see listen
1: you. to Dr. Merritt
0: tomorrow. Yeah, we'll plan on it. Plan on it. You guys take care Till we see each other again. God bless. Yeah.